I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. So after all the talk and all the build-up, very nice to finally have some rugby to look back on. Joined by Shane Horgan, Matt Williams, Rob Carney. Let's reflect on Ireland 29, Wales 7. It was a marvellous performance. This was one of the key anxieties that we had leading into the Six Nations is could Ireland transport their form that was certainly improved in autumn into the Six Nations and the difficulties and the pressures that are unique to the Six Nations. And they dealt with it fantastically. It was probably as good a performance or a kick-off performance in the Six Nations from Ireland as I've seen in a very, very long time, particularly the way their forwards and backs interacted. And we saw the start of that, the genesis of it, uh, maybe in England last year, but definitely through the autumn series. And they looked formidable, I have to say. Now, we caveat it that you know, Wales are under strength and they're just Adams playing at 13, but Ireland did exactly what they should do and exploited that. Mm. What's your take to you, Matt? I think the fact that Ireland can get a lot better there's still a lot of improvement in that side. They won't be happy with... Because they set very high standards. They won't be happy that every time they got the ball to that edges and they had opportunities, they just couldn't quite get that, that full-back role or the, the third runner's role exactly right. But that was so impressive to say that when you're getting five tries and you've got a lot more in the tank and they will get better as they spend more time together and more games, it, it was... Um, a very, very dominant display and uh, a dominant display defensively as well. They defended really, really well against Wales. Probably a few questions on the edges. The wingers jam in. France might be pretty happy with that. But certainly against the team they played today, that was um, a, a complete performance from set play, backs go forward, defence, you name it. It was, uh, it was a very, very complete performance. I mean, what jumps out to a lot of us as well is this brand of rugby has continued. I mean, Ireland, for a couple of years, Rob, looked a little bit out of ideas around halfway. And now suddenly they look liable to cut a team open. I mean, why is this suddenly blossoming like this? Yeah, it's beautiful rugby, isn't it? You know, the, they have managed to get forwards now who are able to ball play as well. Mm. And, and that's the key difference in this thing. They're getting to the edges really easily mm. because you've got four or five forwards who can crash over the gain line very easily but still play that ball out to the back at top speed. They must be more of a ball-playing bunch of forwards than almost any other team, I don't want to say in the world. Let's, let's stick to this competition for a moment, but they must be right up there. Yeah, well, they've, they've, they've demonstrated that. We see it time and time again. It softens the defences up so much and they terrorise Wales there mm, yeah, from the yeah. very first minute. And the 80th minute, clock goes in the red... 
and they're still going mm. two minutes over over time. They could have easily kicked the ball out, but they're just going for that extra extra try. I think yeah. I think we've got the best uh, front row we might ever had. Certainly, ball playing front row. Yeah. You know, all those guys are dropping the ball off. They're also attacking the line at full speed. They're massive threats themselves because they're big ball carriers. They're big units. So the inside defenders are sitting down on them. The ball's being dropped off, and that's where the second wave is coming. And to Matt's point, there they haven't got the second wave quite right. They nearly have. If they did, they would have put. 60 yeah, on Wales yeah. today. For That's sure. how good they were. For but sure. what I love seeing, and I think you know, this is a big change in Irish rugby, the ball's getting out to the wings. You know, for, for too many years, we've had too many good players out in the wings starve for possession. But we saw the amount of possessions both um, both wings got today was incredible. And, you know, you know it, it's, it's no surprise when you give them ball in a bit of space, they're going to do good yeah. things. Mm. And that's what we saw. And, and it comes back to Robbie's point. Because the forwards are uh, gain line theory again, Joe. They're taking the ball to the line. The defence has to stay because the forwards are such a threat running. And then they're a metre and a half or so away from the defence. They're doing these beautiful soft passes that very few forwards around... Them. Certainly, I, I said to Robbie as we were watching this, Tyke Furlong, I, I have never seen a tight head prop with the ball <laughs> skills that he's yeah. got. I've just never seen it. Mm. He is extraordinary. And, and two of those tries came from short passes from him that you'd expect a good out-half to give. Yeah, but then when he carries Matt, he's pulling oh, yeah. people out of the way. It's not like that's his only skill and we're re he's relying on that. He's not. He's first and foremost a brilliant scrummager yeah. and ball carrier, but he's got all this other stuff. Yeah. And, and that's why they've got to hold, because if, if, if he doesn't pass, yeah. he'll break the line. Yeah. So it's, they're just bottling these defenders up with their forwards that are yeah. threats and then going wide out wide. It's, it's really great. Rob, you played with him. Did he always have those hands or has he been encouraged more to no, develop it or where is he? He's definitely always had those hands, but, you know, you've got to credit Stuart Lancaster a little bit in, in this as well. He has developed some of these guys enormously in the past few years okay. and their ability to be comfortable on the ball and to improve their distribution skills. And so a national coach in Farrell is reliant on that work being done day to day? Yeah, I think so, because that's the time when players develop themselves. Yeah. You know, it's very hard to go into international camp and improve yourself as a player, because you've got a week out to an international test game. Every national coach is dependent on the coaches below him. Yeah. Because yeah. You, you come in and you're you, really with a national team, you're sure you want to keep the skills going, you know, you're not going to deteriorate them. But it's just Robbie's point. You, you're just trying to get the team together. Mm. And, and from for, for my point of view, builds on what Robbie's doing. They've adopted a Leinster, a Leinster template mm. and, and put it into the national side. And that's, that's delivering the goods. Philosophy yep. and the feeling in the camp is what the head coach of the national team does. Mm. That's yes. what they do. That's what he said, an overall mm. game plan. But individual skills, that's done in the provinces. or yeah, But it's amazing as well to see Ty Byrne now. He's improved his distribution skills enormously in the last mm. year or so. Yeah. You know, he created a couple of tries today. Mm. And, you know, when you're training with these guys on a daily basis, when you go into national camp, it forces you to improve your own skills as well. Mm. And, you know, he's made enormous strides in his game and, and a standout player for Ireland today. He, he'd be looking around at training, Robbie, saying, wow, you see that pass that Furlong did, or did you, did you, did you, did you see the pass that Porter did? Oh, I've got to get that into my game. Yeah. And, that, and that's internal competition it, drives it, that. It's infectious, Matt. Um, and you can, it, it, it you know, feeds into the whole team yeah. philosophy. And if you notice, if you go back over the tape, we'll do it later on, the mindset for our Irish forwards now is 
you carry the ball forward, but looking for the option for the pass to the Apollo. Yeah. Mm. That's a huge development in the last 18 months. Huge. Yeah. It wasn't there before. Right. And if you look at the Wales teams, it was tuck the ball under the shoulder and carry into someone. And we also noticed the footwork from the Irish players is really significantly better as well. So on the basis of that 80 minutes, and this is for all of you, are we now saying that Ireland have maybe nudged ahead of France as favourites for this competition, pending... <laughs> France tomorrow and COVID and what their situation is. But, I mean, all is well here. But listen to you I will three. answer that question about five <laughs> yeah. o'clock next Saturday. <laughs> yeah. um, look, I, I think what it has done is said Ireland are really in this championship. Mm. They played magnificent rugby. They brought it on from November. Uh, everyone in the camp deserves credit, especially Andy Farrell, for, for the way the team has changed so, so greatly over the last six months. They're in the hunt. And isn't next isn't the next uh, game against France in Paris going to be an absolute belter? Yeah, we're looking forward to it here. Because 12 months ago, I mean, no understatement to say you thought Jury was significantly out on Farrell and Cat in a big way. Absolutely, because I didn't think we saw any progress in the you know, first couple of years in, in, um, of his reign. It just it wasn't there. And actually, I thought we were going backwards. It looked as if that he had taken a version of what Joe Schmidt was doing, which by the end of what Joe Schmidt was doing was out of date mm. and carried it on. And I think what we're seeing... Uh, what we saw it, it begin at the, during the England game last year in the Six Nations and take a massive jump in the Autumn Series is moving away from a rigid uh, play-by-numbers, really coach-driven, this is what you do in yes. this circumstance every time, yeah. to uh, a little bit more um, you know, um, f- focus on the players to react to what they see in front of them. But more than that, the box-kicking policy has completely changed. The retention of ball is completely changed. The, the quality of rook has completely changed. And that has happened, Joe, only in the last six to nine months because mm. it wasn't there before. And we were seriously worried before that England game. And I think we had good reason to be. But the picture has changed, whether that be with Paul O'Connell coming in, with Farrell adapting, with Farrell bringing O'Connell in, which is a big thing, mm. yeah. or with the players um, realising what Farrell wants them to do. And as Rob said, the work that's going on in the provinces is reason. They're all factors, but whatever the, we're not sure what the secret formula is, but at the moment it's looking very good. Yeah. Can I throw one more thing into that, Shane? He's got his selection right. The selection of the team, and everyone questioned, oh, you know, is it two lengths to bases? Where are we going with this? You know, even Hanson selection. He has got his selection right since November. Well, it's even extraordinary. Gibson Park doesn't seem to be front of the queue in Leinster. What is the pecking order at Leinster? Nobody really knows what the pecking order is there. You know, Gibson Park has... He's been a key factor in the improvement in this Irish team. Mm, mm, you know, yeah. the, the speed of ball that he gets to Johnny Sexton to allow them get out to those edges. And that's probably the biggest criticism of this Irish team over the last number of years. They've been guilty of playing inside the 15 metres too often, mm. which makes them so easy to defend. Now, we see the wingers touching the ball, as Shane mentioned earlier, so many times. It must be a joy to play on this team out on the edges. Mark Hansen, congratulations. You are the Guinness player of the match. Uh, it's pretty much been a dream debut for you to think that you only arrived in Ireland a couple of months ago to today's performance. Oh, yeah, it was, uh, you know, the guys inside me just made my job a whole lot easier. Um, our forwards and backs, we're all just running great lines and playing very well together. It's what we've been working for the last couple of weeks uh, in Portugal, so... Um, to have it all come together like that was just really special. It's in front of a packed crowd as well. It was great to see fans back here. What's it been like to make your debut for Ireland today, to make this huge step up to international rugby so quickly? Oh, it's, 
it's honestly it's been a dream come true. Um, you know, everyone uh, everyone here has adopted me as their own, and I'm, I couldn't be prouder to be Irish. So, yeah. And as a kid, you watched on in the early hours in Australia, in Canberra, watching Ireland games. I presume your family are doing the same at this moment back in Australia. I think so. I think all my family friends back home are watching, so um, shout out to all of them. Uh, I got some special messages throughout the week, and it, um, it just made this whole week so special for me, and I, I couldn't, couldn't be happier, to be honest. And an incredible start for Ireland, too, to this tournament. Sorry? Incredible start for Ireland, too, to this tournament. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's a great start to start we wanted, but um, now we've got to get onto the next job. We know that it's going to be a very tough game in France next week, so um, we just got to move our focus. We'll enjoy it tonight, and then uh, come tomorrow, we move our focus to France. Yeah, what a dream afternoon for him. And Matt, you would have to say, on the whole, opposition not being in great form, notwithstanding, dream start for Ireland as a day one, get the ball rolling. Uh, you've got to give them, all the players, all the staff, huge credit. They have carried on what they started in November and they did it pretty emphatically. And again, the comments from, from Andy Farrell and, and Johnny, they're fair comments. There's, there's so much more improvement in that team. They'll, they could have scored... 60 points yesterday. And I'm not saying that as a criticism. I'm saying that is, that is a wonderful thing to beat Wales, get a bonus point, knowing you've left maybe 15, 20 points out there mm. because they'll need them next week. But uh, you'd go a long, long way out to see a better start than that. Yeah, it was very positive. Um, we were a little bit sceptical last week. I was nervous about, you know, the reaction from Wales and um, the desperation that they would have shown. But... Ireland just started really, really powerfully, uh, full of confidence. Some of the execution yesterday was outstanding and uh, they can be very pleased with that. You know, the negatives are they left a couple of points behind them. They weren't ruthless when they got close to the Wales line, particularly in that second half, but so many positives there. And they won by 22 points. You know, if, if you were given that before the game, you'd have taken it. Um, Wales were poor, but Ireland were very, very good at times and patchy on occasions, but mm. overall it was a very, very positive result. Yeah, Sané will take it. Yeah, we'll take it. I thought Ireland were a joy to watch. Mm. Certainly areas to improve for, for week two, but uh, certainly around the breakdown they were able to slow Wales' ball down and on pretty much a lot of the defensive sets they were able to win the ball back and, and execute that into points. So, joy to watch all, all together. For too long, too much went through Johnny Sexton and now suddenly you're seeing players like Hansen popping up and getting involved in the play and I think Sexton ran a decoy line there which he's not used to. Absolutely and what I find really interesting and what was really positive to see was uh, as a second playmaker traditionally year 12, he was letting, Bundy Aki was letting uh, Matt Hansen come into, into that second playmaker role. But he does role. it naturally as well, Senna, doesn't he? Because he's, he's a former out half. Yeah, yeah. He's done that and all he's under he wants to get game. involved. His reaction... Once yeah. We said it here on Thursday in the preview show. He wants to get his hands on the ball and give it to people and pass. And the execution there at times was superb. So the reaction there and the anticipation, where they're running onto it, you know, probably a little bit before when you see a turnover like that, you'd probably see a player pick it up and go straight into contact. The reaction was superb there. The, the other thing, sorry, sorry, the other thing with Hanson, he was a sevens player. Yeah. Had a lot of sevens. Durham Marlin College in Canberra. 15, 10, you know, he hasn't always been on the wing. Mm. And why Farrell liked him, and, and I, I was a bit shocked at the selection, and again, give Andy Farrell his credit, he's got his selections right, he, is his work rate off the wing. He was popping up everywhere. Yes. And, and uh, 
as centre showed there that he set that try up just just the way he came back in, mm. drew two or three defenders, put Bundy away, and what a beautiful pass from Bundyaki. Yeah. He had a great game yesterday. Yeah, well, you were both saying yesterday his passing had improved. You and Shane were making that point, and because I, I remember a couple of years ago listening to an English player being interviewed, and he said our plan for Ireland was wherever Sexton goes, we follow, and mm. therefore we've got kind of Ireland's number. Yeah. So now with the likes of Matt Hansen popping up and playmakers popping up. That's a far less predictable picture in front of any defence. you see our best attacking back, Gary Ringrose, he's getting the ball now and he's able to swerve and get an outside yeah. chance. I thought Bundyaki was outstanding yesterday. Okay. He had 18 carries, very effective. His hands gave the passes at the right time. And yeah. uh, to have that option now, it's hard to analyse it. And they can still do the direct stuff as well. So mm. I, I said that before this tournament. They still need to be able to kick and dog it out when they, at times, and you know yeah. we may see that spoken the need for that in, in the rest of the tournament. <laughs> spoken like a true monster man, which uh, we yeah. appreciate. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for, but you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Although the big thing that we want is to, to believe in ourselves as individuals and believe in us as a collective. And, you know, I said this time last year that this was the start of something special. And next week is a challenge to, to back it up and be better again. We know how important this game is for, for Scotland as a nation. For us, we just wanted to focus on the game and we delivered a winning performance. But we know we can improve and we'll have to improve if we we want to win another trophy later on this season. It was a good effort by our team. Uh, Scotland were a bit better than us, took their chances. There was nothing in the game. You know, it's a three-point game. They could have gone either way, but congratulations, Scotland. They deserve the victory. You know, we had opportunities in that second half to, to kick on a little bit and we just weren't clinical enough. Now, Alan Quillen, you were there for us yesterday. It looked like amazing scenes at full time. It was frantic. Um, I thought England were in control for long periods, loads of possession, territory, but they lacked that little bit of accuracy in the end to put Scotland away. And you see from the first the try, Scotland got out of nothing, no possession. And uh, I wouldn't say stole in the end, but um, England have no one to blame only themselves, I think. Uh, they were poor and inaccurate at times. But great win, great character for Scotland. Matt Fagerson, outstanding, and uh, they just made it really difficult for England at times. I just want to get your, your sense on England. So Scotland coming force for a long time and starting to deliver a little bit now. Eddie Jones is transitioning this England team towards the World Cup. Were you disappointed in the English performance, or what did you make of them yesterday? Yeah, I agree with Quinny in terms of position-wise. They might have been over 70% position from... Uh 
England. And so, you know, they had their chances, perhaps a little bit of uh, mismanagement of depth attack-wise to right. really get a bit of gain line. But in fairness to Scotland, Jeepers, their attitude and belief on defence. I mean, if you Do look remember at... Remember Eddie Jones criticised Ireland a few years ago for kicking away the ball a lot? Yeah. yeah. That's exactly what they're doing now. Yeah. They're, ben Youngs is 108 caps or something from... For, for, for England and there was midfield rocks that were quite quick and he was slowing it down to box kick. Why do you think they were kicking so Because much? they're not confident in their attack. Um, you know, Elliot Daly's playing an outside centre. He's not a centre. No. He's a winger. Yeah. Joe Marchin is back in out of nowhere. You know, they're down a number of players and I think when Manitoulangi plays for England, he offers him a different dimension. Power, Farrell is missing, you know, okay. as well. He could have played 12. So they're down a couple of players there and this great depth that they have, I think they lack cohesion and confidence and they went to simplify it, kick it, play it in the opposition half and it didn't work for them. And, and Smith's talent, they didn't use Smith's talents properly. You saw him score that try. When he hits the ball and he's flat, takes the ball to the line like Sexton does, mm. he's good. Mm. But he, he played deep all day and they had huge possession mm. and didn't do anything with it. And on Scotland then, sending a last word, so great moment here for Stuart Hogg. They've beaten England two years in a row. I'm sure privately they're thinking, could this be our year? Are you buying what Scotland are selling or do you still think they're a bit short? Well, the interesting thing was Sean Seward had a different uh, perspective on it than Stuart Hogg. I think uh, Stuart Hogg, after his interview, had, had not uh, sort of let this get... Uh, you know, he's not making this too far ahead of themselves, so... I think they would taken it a game at a time as, as players would, as, as you, you'd be sensible in this type of competition to take yeah. a week at a time. And do you rate them highly or question marks? Well, they'll be on form for the next game. Mm. Um, they're so in Cardiff no... next week, and if they can get a result there, they're looking yeah. at France at home. So it's interesting. Cardiff next week, now they'll really believe they can go there. And uh, they didn't play a lot yesterday, Scotland. Okay. I think they're. No know, it was it, both sides kind of stifled each other, yeah. but England okay. were the dominant side. and... Scotland have a lot of character and they match winners as well. Now, just uh, a word on France-Italy this afternoon. Matt, how would you sum it up from both perspectives? Conditions were very tough. In the first half, as you, you can see on the pitches there, bucketed rain. France were very inaccurate early on, but they still scored a lot of points. Uh, and some of those tries out wide, there were some glorious hands and, and they've got highly skilled players and brilliant individuals that can turn a game. Mm. And that, that's what's going to make them very, very hard to, to beat. Italy, on the other hand, I actually thought they'd improved up until the last 20 minutes. They let in some really the soft... Defense, the defence yeah. let them down. Yeah. Just yeah. We were Again. talking about edges and shape yeah. and getting yeah. timings right. A couple okay. of those tries, poor, poor defence. We have under-20s action, of course, on Friday evening as Ireland take on France. Join us half seven, Virgin Media 2. Then on Saturday... As Sene and Alan have revealed, Ireland will be beating France on uh, Saturday <laughs> evening in Paris. So join us from four o'clock on Virgin Media. And you know who to tweet when that all goes up in smoke, back. by the way. Uh, so all the build up there. And then we're back on Sunday, two o'clock, Ireland, England again on Virgin Media 1. And we'll have all the highlights of uh, the weekend's action from seven on Virgin Media 2. Italy, England, of course, excuse me, on uh, the Sunday evening. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that 
Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.